Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Today I'm joined on the Sandro Forte podcast by Rara Plumtree, and I think the best way of introducing her would be to say she's an incredibly busy entrepreneur with a very, very big heart. Rara's background was in fashion and luxury originally, but in recent years she's become a phenomenal entrepreneur. She has relatively recently set up four businesses, including in networking and connections, and she's a social enterpriser for the homeless in England, which is incredible. If you read her LinkedIn profile, you will immediately see she's a woman that loves people and thrives on helping others. As well as the homeless, she also devotes a huge amount of time to helping women and children in crisis and helping young people find their feet and find work. I'm sure we'll find out during this podcast how much this desire to help others is rooted in her DNA, indeed her own past, when she was once herself homeless. Uh, this lady comes with one heck of a reputation, no pressure, Rara, uh, and I've been introduced to her by several people, including our dear mutual friend, Anita Brightly Hodgins, who was once a guest on this podcast. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce today Rara Plumtree. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Thank you, Sandro. And I know you've just recently uh, moved to a very bright and sunny part of the country, but uh, we'll find out about your, your life and your journey in a second. But Rara, if you would, just tell us first of all about your life before becoming this incredible entrepreneur. I was very lucky. I have three lovely children. I had a golden life until about 13, 14 years ago when um, my husband uh, sadly came home and um, wanted to leave. Um, we were all devastated and I had to start my life again. And therefore, I ended up five and a half years ago in London uh, having had this wonderful life with no home, no animals. We were very keen on animals, no animals. And my children had moved, obviously, as grown-up children had gone on to their own lives, which was lovely. I managed to keep the home and off. Um, I then arrived in London and two very wonderful friends opened their doors to me and I lived with them for a period of time. And the first thing I wanted to do was to go back to where I was uh, when I was 17, 18, um, I got married very young and I opened a very small, the beginning of a, a very tiny shop called The Body Shop. I had the first franchise of The Body Shop in, in Wiltshire. And I started to move forward to want to get back into work immediately. And my CV read I'd done nothing but children for the whole of my life. And I'd ended up in a situation where I had to start again. Um, and all I thought about was here I was homeless and with the love of everybody around me. And all I wanted to do was to help the homeless. Now, luckily enough, in Abbeville Road, there was a tiny gift shop and I started again. I found work in the gift shop. Uh, and that's where 
I all I wanted to do then and there was to help people to set a social enterprise up and to help people and I was very lucky I found in London I didn't know really how to get back into connections the one thing I knew I didn't want to do was to go back into fashion as much as I love fashion I did not want to go back into it and my heart was opening to help other people I opened up two networking businesses in London and we traveled around the country actually funny enough with one of them and I uh, had a great start because I got to know a huge amount of people in that and got the contacts that um, stand with me today and the whole of my life has been about helping others now because that is where I am. I set up the two networking businesses and then I set a, a small um, social enterprise up called Tutor's House. I, have I now work with two um, other charities under one sky and buses for homeless. We do nothing but look after the homeless and at this critical stage they are very well in need of help. So uh, then my area of complete love was connecting people in business and so to build a family of trusted people around a good entrepreneur or a good client or an ultra high net worth was where I um, hope that I managed to achieve a great deal. Um, I hope that sort of that opens up the doors for you, Sandra, to ask the next question. It does. It does. I mean, your uh, your CV is one that takes some exploring anyway. But yes, you've been very kind to uh, to open up to a number of questions there. Obviously, um, clearly from what you just said, Rara, the whole um, that that experience where uh, the you, you had during that very difficult period in your life where other people helped you. To what extent did that help? That love. Um, shape itself in you because clearly it seems to me that you've then kind of passed that that love and that hope for others forward is is is, is that fair is hugely hugely I think a lot of people go through their lives and certain things there are, there's a wonderful saying that we brought out for tutors which is a lovely way of putting it adversities brings you two things a lesson and a blessing and they normally come in that way so you get the lesson first and the blessing later. And that is really what I've, I've sort of become a different person. I have, I look up now, not down and, you know, I look up to the sky rather than down. I have, I love people. People are the people, you know, everybody I've met has meant something to me. I've had teas and coffees with a million different people and everybody has put me to where I am today. And for that, I am so grateful. Oh, bless you. Um, this unselfish connection of people, I, I've, always, um, I've always thrived personally on connecting people because I think there's many good reasons why we would do it. But I'd just like to hear from you for the benefit of so many listeners out there, Rara. What is it about, you know, there's a lot of skeptics out there. So, you know, why on earth would you spend your time connecting people? Where's the benefit for you? Why would you spend your time doing it? What would you say to those people who say, Rara, what's the point? I'll give you a wonderful example. When you get it right, it is the nicest, well, nicest, I'm not very good on that, but the, one of the best things that could ever happen. When you glue two people together and they do good business together and they're honest, that is the best thing. And it is trying, as one all knows, one knows in life, you kiss a lot of frogs to get to where you are in life. And for me, life is not about 
fund, funding any longer. It's about people. People are really important. I deal with all sorts of age groups and um, I set up a, a divorce area for um, which I still deal with now for people in my situation where my husband left. And I feel very strongly that we do that pro bono. That's for wonderful women or men who end up in difficult situations, don't want to talk to their friends and need complete privacy. And the one thing that one has to be able to do is to hold privacy as well with getting forward with people if they can tell you something and they trust you then and you're not going to repeat it i think that's a rarity in today's day yeah does that, does that explain that it does, I think. It does. very articulated brilliantly if i may say now i don't want to focus too much on the past because you're a look up not down person as you've already said um but you know just going back to that that moment when your world, you know, came crashing down. I don't want to kind of over over egg it too much, but I know it would have been a very difficult. Having gone through through something similar myself, um, I know it would have been a very very difficult time. What advice would you give to anyone? And I'm asking this because I think you're probably better qualified than most, having lived it, breathed it, and and having had to recover from it. Uh, what advice would you give, Rara, to anyone who feels equally as desperate as you did back then, and make them believe that they too can turn their life around as you have done? I'm going to say two things that held me together, and I suppose I can only relate to it in the, in the way that I took every day as it came, and I have a huge faith, so I'm very lucky with that, and a lot of people I know don't have that, but I took every day as it came, and the thing is to work through your mindset and to work and realize that there are many people out there who love you regardless when you're even in your darkest moments that really cannot do without you. And for that, I'm hugely grateful. And in fact, actually, if we step forward and going forward, as you've sort of slightly implied, that is where I've got to today. So people come to me and ask me to put them with different people. I open my book up. For, to, to connect people. And I think that's the most important thing. And you could say, why that? And there are millions of people like that. Of course there are. There are millions of people like myself who want to uh, open up and help others. But in that, if you can get business and you can help people in transition going forward, it is really important that eye-on-eye -eye contact, and this is where at the moment these things are so important that we we've lost but it will gain and we'll get it gain it back mm. at the end of the coronavirus is that our area yours and my area of people and talking and opening up is so important for the future because a lot of people are going to now be set behind screens and now we're going to be able to do what we are really good at and open doors for many in the future i've seen you quoted as saying somewhere forgive me, I can't remember where I read it, that you say you, you have great difficulty in sitting still. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, but when one looks at your CV, your accolades, um, I think I'm right in saying actress, model, singer, writer, director, entrepreneur, uh, networker extraordinaire. Where on earth do you find all this time? Well, funnily enough, singing saved my life, I think, really. I didn't know I could sing, and I've done an album which I will eventually set out for the homeless and sell it. I, I think that 
I think when you're going through, going back into what we were talking about, when you were going through your darkest times, you have to find things that you used to relate to. Mine was painting and drawing. I did a lot of it in my, you know, early life. And I went back to three things. One was singing, which I was lucky enough to be able to um, do and have a really important time with that made me feel very good. I did a lot. I, I do a lot of um, writing and, and drawing and painting now. Um, I do calligraphy. I, I feel that if you go back to something that you loved, I think that brings you through a lot of the dark periods of your life in in trauma wow I, I, it sounds to me as you if you run on a, do, a dozen triple a batteries um <laughs> how, how did your how did the um the setting up of, i mean several businesses just to put this into perspective we talk of you being a, an extraordinary entrepreneur very successful but it hasn't that hasn't been your life for a considerable period it's only been in recent years hasn't it so how do you go about setting up several businesses uh, in such a short space of time? And, and what particular challenges does that bring? Uh, that's really an interesting question. Um, I, I set up the two networking businesses with a friend of mine in the city. And to be quite honest, they set themselves up almost. The first one was just obviously a networking business, subscription-based. The second one was equally the same, but in a smaller area like we went into business, um, into law firms, and did a round table for an hour. And then, and then thereafter now, when uh, one's in that business, so for instance, the, the, uh, the, the, the CKRP, my divorce area, where I do, do work um, really from six o'clock, five o'clock in the morning till about seven, I'm very I'm very bad. I'm very bad in the morning normally, so I never take a meeting till 11. But Mishkondra Rea helped me set that up, and then I do it with another girlfriend of mine. And to be quite honest, that's really my heart because because you start off helping other people to begin with. Sometimes it's really difficult um, for people to open up, and one realizes how difficult that is. So the business side of it was was difficult but they sort of jumped on each other so the networking and the divorce area came all around the same time the social enterprise was my heart as as i say five and a half years ago was my heart so that was just a a, a jump and then the 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 areas of the connection came with it and and now the the area that is is, is very special to my heart is really trying to get children back into work and I've just been made an ambassador of Pinto um, which is a education uh, company and I'm delighted to be able to do that because I was absolutely useless at school so and I couldn't sit still at school so maybe that's taken me through my life. <laughs> how, um, how integral to your to your success has your team been in making all of this happen i'm going to talk about team friends family that you've already you've already mentioned but also yes. your colleagues how important is the support yeah. network rara yes hugely hugely so so i'll give you an example i was asked by a very big swiss firm about a year and a half ago to try and help them raise a business in this country um they're phenomenally um powerful and they are they are dealing in an area of, of um, empathy with people and they wanted to set a business up here and I opened up um, their 
I've opened their business up for them by putting trusted people around them. Now, it's taken me five and a half years to work a very, very good family base around them. So they have been supported by a really trusted four, five, six different people that I've pressed them in different ways. And I think what I, I feel fair at is being able to open some doors in that way to help other people move forward in business. That has given me the greatest pleasure ever because we're helping people in that business as well um, with issues uh, in their own lives. And I now work with the younger generation who have millennial problems uh, and put them with a trusted group of doctors and and uh, health people around them. Now, somebody would say you're not regulated to do that, and I completely understand that. But the regulation that I've got around me now has been a trusted group of people that I have worked with, um, specialists that I've worked with that I've um, that are all qualified in the areas that one needs. So there's there's a whole load of help. You asked me who helped me. My family have I would not be able to have survived without four, five, six, eight really good friends and my family. My family have supported me unbelievably in the most amazing way. And I'm phenomenally proud of, of my three children. As you should be. Um, you mentioned on your LinkedIn profile uh, that you plan to walk from Rome to Canterbury this year. Now, obviously, with the current pandemic and all the problems that's causing, something that I guess you won't be able to achieve. How else do you anticipate the pandemic will affect your plans and businesses? And what are you doing to adjust to a very unique set of circumstances? Um, just to correct you slightly there, I was going to walk Canterbury to Rome. And basically, <laughs> okay. yes, that was on the back burner. It is on the back burner. And in fact, funnily enough, I would have been in Compiègne now had I been walking. So um, that, that has affected obviously the coronavirus has affected um, us a lot and I think everybody can relate to that in a very very big way I think personally I think it has made a lot of people if I'm being honest has made a lot of people stop rethink reevaluate their lives work out and I think the next month or so is going to work out what is good what is bad which way you're going to go. And my advice in this is to rest, try and rest your head. Realize that you can't do more than you've done. I, that doesn't help people with mortgages and lost jobs, and I do realize and I understand that. But within the first week of being out of, um, out of London, because obviously, as you say, I'm, I'm in the country now, having been three weeks there, um, I was asked to try and find five people different jobs. Well, I've managed to find two of them a job, which I'm really thrilled about. So if I can help, I will. Um, going back, I think it's going to be phenomenally exciting. I'm more excited about that than anything else. And actually, funnily enough, I'm just setting up another business. But, but hey-ho, as they say. And um, it'll be exciting when we get back. Well, and I cannot wait because it means that also I can personally get back on the streets at night and be able to help the homeless as well as I have done ever since, I, ever since I've been in London. Right, so right. I look forward to that. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm almost less impressed now that you're going from Canterbury to Rome, because surely that's all downhill, isn't it, rather than up 
<laughs> until you get to the Alps. <laughs> I think I think the same number of miles is still involved, nevertheless, whichever way you round you do it. Um, <laughs> it's a thousand. I think it's a thousand one hundred and seventy-two uh, miles. I can't remember what it is. It's something unreal, anyhow. Well, we um, I did the we drive to Spain this year, so and it looked a very long way. <laughs> oh goodness me! Well, I've got a I've got a home in Umbria. I can tell you, it is a very long way. I wouldn't dream. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of walking it. So. Um, Kudos to you for that. And obviously, we will sponsor you that question when you come to do it. Um, That's very sweet of you. I will be doing it next year, all being well. You talk of, uh, you know, going, going backwards or forwards, whichever we want to address it. But this new world that we're going to enter, you know, after a period of reflection, I, I for one, I don't know if I want to go back to the way it was before, frankly. And I think that whole circle of life, I'll call it circle of life, which is the um, destiny, the journey that we're on that has a way of kind of readjusting and uh, resetting the dial every now and again. I think we're in one of those situations. So I think my next question obviously related to the, the great work you do with the homeless and children and women in particular, um, you know, does the current situation and all the challenges it brings, does that have a particular impact on, on that area of work or do you see? Huge, huge. I've just actually had a report because obviously we're working at the moment and it's very, very difficult. Uh, it is huge and it's got rapidly worse in the last two weeks, which is terrifying because mentally the government has openly said they have put a lot of people in hotels and, and they have. But the trouble is there are more and more people coming onto the streets and there is nowhere that they can really get their, um, their water, their showering, their loo facility, this, that and the other. It's, it's really chronic at the moment. And the report I'm very happy to send through to you at a later stage is, is terrifying, really. So I hope, I hope one day that we will be able to do more than we're doing at the moment. But we are so lucky. We, with one, Under One Sky, we've got more, more than five, 600 volunteers just in London. So it's, it's wow. huge. Um, so, and the volunteers are really trying their best, but obviously there is, you know, the six, the six foot away, um, isolation and it's really difficult. So yeah. we're having a tough time in there. In the, in, now in the middle of all this, Mara, you somehow managed to fit in work as an actress too. Now, the reason I'm asking you about this is because my little secret <laughs> you may not know about, I, I was once, I, I was once uh, an actor too, albeit, um, not a very good one, uh, and had to go and get a day job as a result. But nevertheless, um, three years at drama school, so um, we've, we've, uh, we've trodden the same boards, no doubt. So tell me about um, what you've worked on and the kinds of roles you enjoy the most. Well, I've, in, I've enjoyed two sort of twofold. I, I've enjoyed a couple of, I've done a couple of um, short um, films. One's just come out uh, for a very uh, young up-and-coming director who I'm very, very fond of. Um, I've done a, a, a short film for her. I have to tell you, I found I find acting... I, I don't know whether you did. I'm going to throw this back at you. I find it quite boring, I have to tell you. I'm somebody who can't sit around for very long. So when you're sitting and waiting for the whole thing to start and go forward, I admire actors more and more for, for, for waiting time. 
because yeah. it's very tiring. Yeah. <laughs> and I found after about two or three weeks of doing this short film, I could be eating the table by the time I finished. I was so I was so unbelievably stretched about it. So acting is not my most favorite thing, in honest truth. And um, but I have done a bit of it. Um, I, I prefer to sing, probably. Uh, well, multi-talented, clearly, and uh, and also yeah. <laughs> uh, saints on earth as well for all that work you do. I'm going to ask you this because um, my my lovely twin children, Tom and Ellie, who are now 23, I insisted that they both took drama as a as an option at school, simply because I thought that it would teach them a number of social skills that, unfortunately, many younger children really struggle to develop uh, in, in the modern world for various reasons. Uh, do you think your love of acting uh, or skills, more importantly, that you've developed as an actress uh, in any way complement or support the other work that you do? Do they give you a kind of a confidence and an ability to communicate that have helped you in any way? No, I think, uh, I think actually, funnily enough, I think it went through the first start of it was my networking businesses. Obviously, we had to stand in a room of 60 to, you know, between 30 and 60 people and had to get up and speak. I, I started there, really. Um, it's, it, I think acting, acting is, is probably, as I was saying, is, is not my most favorite area. But in the way of drama, I... I understand completely why you sent your twins to drama school because I think it's a very important thing to be able to stand up and say something in a room. I'm very, I'm very attentive to um, speaking, open speaking now, which I wasn't. I'm a little more confident than I was. I, I prefer to stand in a room and um, talk about a subject that I really do enjoy. I find myself very at a stage where I don't like uh, being uh, put in a room when I've got to talk about something tremendously serious because basically at the end of the day, I feel the light is about people in the room. There are lots of people who can talk very seriously about different subjects who are so much more academic than I was or am. And I feel that if you can have some light entertainment in there, then that, that I'm very happy to stand in the room and do. Um, acting has been important to me, but I wouldn't say that um, it'll be the rest of my life. You, you deal with, obviously, some very serious matters and issues, Rara. I've, I've, mentioned, you've, I've heard you mention lightheartedness, and I know if you do some searches about the way you approach working with your teams, and, you know, I know... The enjoyment of the process, lightheartedness, humour, a bit of a giggle, a few pranks here and there. That's also very important, isn't it, in terms of the way you build and develop relationships with your team and, and all of those people you work with. Correct. And the thing, the thing I always say, it's about eye-on-eye -eye contact. And I think the most important thing is to to be able, and this is where we are with coronavirus, it's much more difficult on, as we know, Zoom or on FaceTime or whatever. I think eye-on-eye -eye contact and enthusiasm is a little bit more complicated when we're where we are at the moment. I believe very firmly 
tactility is a very important thing in life as well. I think so many people stand back from that, and especially as we are in this moment. So I am personally a very tactile person, and I think hugging is a really important thing because I think in today's life, and the old people in today's life, uh, if you have old people at home or whatever, you can't hug them at the moment. I feel, I hope people will think very seriously when they get back to getting back with their families that they spend time giving them a hug even if they're stuck in a chair it's really important to to keep that tactility going i feel very strongly about it that's a that's a lovely piece of advice and actually before the show started today we did talk about getting together face to face for a coffee so i look forward to one of those and a hug thrown in as well so um, very good we shall organize please, that. please i'll tell you something else <laughs> Sandra, that the that, that most important thing is that it is an honor to grow old. So you say, and you've got a lot of time to sleep. So if you've got life, live it. That's, a, that's another lovely piece of advice. Now, there's, there's a lot of people out there, Rara, who will be wanting to connect with you, howsoever they choose to do that. Um, now, because of all your different uh, interests, I wanted to save enough time to ask you towards the end of the podcast, and thank you for sharing so much with us today. But I want to ask you to share with everyone, if you would, how do we find out more about you and the work you do? So you've mentioned uh, Tutor's House, but there's all these other things that you do. So would you mind taking us through those social media presence, how, how we find you? Probably, probably mainly through uh, LinkedIn would be probably the best way. Um, and... Uh, I don't do FaceTime. I, I mean, I don't do Facebook, but uh, I, I try and keep it a, to LinkedIn only, really. Um, obviously, that will give you a fair um, assessment of what I do and what I'm doing. I have two websites. I have a website called ckrp.co.uk, and I'm just redesigning my aecsconnections.com website so you'll get a bit of a panda through that but otherwise that i keep i try and keep the social that social side much more to the personal side introduction personal introductions but i'm open to people emailing or whatever very happy for that thank you um how would you define uh, it, given all of your experience so far, how would you define success? Many people really struggle with this one. And, um, you know, lots of people will measure it in financial terms, others in, you know, the satisfactory outcome to a particular goal or objective. But in all your experience, Rara, what would you say to people who are kind of, I don't know, they're looking for the, 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 the epiphany, that, that thing that is going to take them to a place they want to get to? How, how would you define the success of your journey? I think, I, think I, I think the most important thing is that I've never looked back. I've only looked forward. I have had to learn to take day on day because that's, and I wasn't very good at that. I, I, I'm probably somebody who sort of wants control in the future or whatever. And I had, when you become homeless, you lose the capacity of everything. You lose everything around you in different ways, except, and that's what makes the love so powerful um, of other people, because you're slightly in dismantlement and disarray. 
and so from my point of view, I think the most important thing, of course, for pe lots of people, it is the financial side because they're having to do it. But I think more and more now, if you if you're lucky, and I say this in the in the nicest way, if you're lucky and you you've got a faith, you you sort of just ride it. You ride through it. I'm I'm very spoiled. I am not financially, um, and I think most people would understand. I am not financially aware of of. It's not about the money. Never has been for me, and I think my family would relate to that. And many a time, as somebody has said to me, "Why why don't you just go and get?" get a job for god's sake but it's it, to me it's about the people it's about your it's about your relationship with the earth and the, the relationship with nature and also you look at the young growing up now they are so much more uh, aware than we were possibly in different ways technology i'm 95 and in the shade nearly and technology wasn't there you know we we have different ways of thinking and i think my my personal thing is i i feel people are so much more important than anything else in the world if only there were more rara plum trees in the world uh, it would be a much better place so the final question rara um which we ask every guest it's the only one that's unique to every guest that we have on the show uh, and that is for you to imagine that a younger version of yourself a, a, a son or a daughter um plonked themselves on your knee one day and said right mum I need you to give me a few words of wisdom. I'm ready to tackle life, but I kind of don't know how. And uh, based on all your amazing experience and, um, and that great wisdom that you've uh, accumulated over the years from all those different experiences, good and bad, what one piece of advice could you, could you give me to set me on, on that path in life to all that I wish to achieve for myself? Learn to take day on day, to laugh, to really laugh to love and most of all to be kind the kindness of people have has absolutely blown me away at times and i've been so fortunate to be in that position so i i i feel the love of life and the kindness and just you cannot think what's going to happen in a year's time you just have to do day on day what a what an uplifting and beautiful way to end this podcast today. I, I was promised you'd be a good guest and you have <laughs> not disappointed. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing such a wonderful story, an amazing journey with all its ups and downs and the fact that you've emerged from it, um, you know, so um, upbeat and looking forward to that next chapter in your life, looking up rather than looking down, as you said before. Um, it's been a real joy having you on the show today and there'll be lots and lots of people who will be shouting at the uh, at their iPhones and their laptops saying exactly the same thing. So thank you, Rara Plumtree, for being an absolutely amazing guest. Thank you very much indeed. And it's been an honour, Sandra. And take care and have a good rest of the time. And I hope we get over this um, virus as soon as we can and get back into normal format agreed i'm looking forward to the hug and the coffee rara so uh yeah take good care and, and please continue all that amazing work that you're doing thank you well thank you for joining us on the sandro forte podcast today 
what can I say about Rara Plumtree? Just a, just a joy of life. A really, really lovely lady. I was told she was a beautiful person inside and out, and she absolutely was. Totally inspiring. Each week, we have a new guest joining us to share their own insights into achieving success or overcoming life challenges. Please make sure you subscribe. Follow us on social media. Sandro's podcast. Don't forget the S. Same on all channels. And if you want to email us with a question for Rara or anyone else, it's hello at Sandro's podcast. We'll be sure to pass them on. And please remember those two other things to connect with me, Sandro Forte, and to leave those reviews on iTunes. If you do, you'll automatically enter into a draw to win one of the prizes donated by a guest of the Sandro Forte podcast. Until next week's guest, goodbye for now. 